You're listening to the AISTS Master of Sports Administration podcast, created by Dr. Boris Gojanovic as part of the program Sports Medicine Module. In this series, we attempt to discover, understand, and debate the important issues in the world of sports medicine. Hello everyone and welcome to the ASTS Med Podcast. This episode will be on what happens to individuals when they climb Mount Everest. I'm Carolina Gillespie, a medical student, doing a project on high altitude and Robert has volunteered to report to me how he felt when at the summit of Mount Everest at a staggering 8,848 meters. Robert is with us today after successfully completing his climb and we will hear our short summit recording as well as his first live feedback after the mission. Robert, thank you for being with, here with us today. First of all, how are you? Look, I'm tired and very sore, but I'm absolutely thrilled uh, to have been able to conquer Mount Everest for the very first time. Let's start from the beginning. So when I first called you, you had already trained and were ready to take on the top of the world. And so what were your initial thoughts when I told you about this. I was excited, Carolina, but a bit scared that I wouldn't get a word out when we spoke on the summit. I knew that the climb would take a, a large toll on my body, but that thanks to my training, I knew that I should be able to get through it. And so it was really interesting for me to find out what was going on in my body. So, you know, can you tell me as well, I'm, I'm interested, what actually interested you in doing this study in the first place? Well, Robert, I wanted to examine how your body coped with the climb. As for the listeners who don't know, when anyone goes over 8,000 meters in altitude, it is considered the death zone, where the amount of oxygen is insufficient to sustain human life for an extended time span. Anyway, let's listen to what came out of it then and give our listeners a sense of what it's really like up there. Sounds good. Robert, can you hear me? Loud and clear. Congratulations on making it to the summit of Everest. What a huge accomplishment. Let's quickly look at how you're feeling. Tired and a bit out of breath, but all good. Are you suffering from headaches? Uh, small, small headaches, but nothing serious. Are you suffering from shortness of breath? No, I've used extra oxygen the whole way. <coughs> I-, I hear a cough. Have you had that for a while? <coughs> it's been a... <coughs> A few days. <laughs> well, let's go on. What's your heart rate like? Let me look. It's staying between 140 and 150 beats per minute. So, you know, pretty stable. That's amazing. Thank you so much for the call. Let's speak again when you get back down. Stay safe on the way down. Okay. Speak soon. So, hello again, Rob. So, how was it up there? Absolutely thrilling. You should have seen the view from up there. It was unlike anything I've ever even dreamed of. I did have a bit of a headache though for the last little bit of the climb, which I know is actually a symptom of altitude mountain sickness, even if it was quite mild. Sounds like it was an amazing experience. It seems you didn't really experience high altitude cerebral edema with impaired coordination and confusion, as you seemed as loose as as I'd expect you to be but the headaches could have been a bit of a worry. Yeah, that is reassuring. But, you know, could you, could you explain to me actually what my body went through to get up there? Of course. As you increased in altitude, the percentage of oxygen in the air stays the same at 21%. However, the particles were further apart, 
Therefore, even if there, were the same, there was the same percentage of oxygen, when you felt that there was less oxygen. So up there, if you took off your oxygen mask and took a breath, it would have felt like there were a third of the oxygen that you have now at sea level. This was the main reason you had to acclimatize before attempting the climb. Overall, less oxygen went to your blood, which meant less oxygen to your brain and other organs. Now that you can breathe again, tell me, how was the breathing? How did the breathing feel when you were up there? Well, it was, it was a bit puffy as we heard, but it was fine really. Um, as thankfully, I did use extra oxygen on the climb. You know, it really helped, but the persistent cough that I had for the last few days did, you know, start to get me a little bit worried. Yes, you have to be careful with that because a persistent cough, uh, along with the labored breathing, when you're walking is a sign that your lungs may have been swelling due to constriction of blood vessels, which can cause fluids to leak and accumulate. Oh, really? So is this uh, what I've heard uh, that they call HAPE? Yes, exactly. It's called high altitude pulmonary edema, and it gives you symptoms like a bluish coloration of your skin, really quick breathing and a fever. So for anyone wanting to climb the mountain, you know, I would actually think twice and be careful about staying at the top for too long. Yeah, this is definitely something worth noting. But there is actually one more thing that I, I didn't want to ask you. I wore a heart monitor for the entire climb and it consistently showed that my heart rate was around 140 to 150 beats per minute throughout. And I know that heart rates are more elevated when climbing up that high, but could you tell me if that range is normal? Yes, Robert, that's absolutely normal. To explain to our listeners a little bit, to supply your organs and muscles with enough oxygen to maintain functioning, your heart must work harder at high altitude. This results in an increased heart rate and explains why it may feel like your heart is pounding out of your chest even when you're at rest. Well, I'm glad you're making it this easy to understand because, to be honest, I actually don't remember much of our call because I think that my brain wasn't quite all there when I was at the top. Again, that's totally normal. Your body gives you a sense of well-being at the top, which is not natural for how inhospitable Everest actually is. Well, after hearing all that, I'm sure our listeners have a lot of questions and I, can and I can sure tell you that I would never want to climb Mount Everest, seeing what you have been through. So my last question is, why did you climb it and would you do it again? Well, Carolina, it was by any extent of the imagination the hardest thing I've ever done and probably will ever do. But it was a dream since I was a child. And so now I feel accomplished that I've been able to do that, to achieve that dream. I wouldn't do Everest again in itself because of how hard it was on my body and the toll that it took, but it's something I'll always remember and I'll always be very proud of. Thank you, Robert. I hope it was interesting to all the listeners and talk to you in the next podcast. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you've got questions or comments, share them directly on this track on the AISTS MSA SoundCloud page or visit us at www.aists.org.